On this edition of the Marcus Walsh Show, we go back to where it all began with gladness and madness. We celebrate one year of the show, a salute to National Cerebral Palsy Awareness. Oh, by the way, football free agency has been wild. Baseball is back, and the madness has been just that. We have a couple of guests checking things out as well. All this and much more is straight ahead on the Marcus Walsh Show, starting right now. Clear the mechanism. South Carolina high school sports can have 100 games on any given night, and that's 500 officials. Make the right call. Become a high school official. Be the difference maker in your community that your community needs. Visit highschoolofficials.com for more information. Welcome into the Marcus Walsh Show from the Dude Pad. Typically, we're at the Bat Cave, but we're going back to where it all began. The show was conceived from my place on Hilton Head Island. Uh, Tomorrow it will be one year since we had our first episode. Marcus Walsh with you. Uh, Kevin Libby will be joining me shortly, as per usual. We have Austin Mullinex and Joseph Keith checking out the show as well. Joseph and I go back, gosh, it's hard to believe, it's going to be about a year now upcoming. We we covered the special tournament um, at Congaree in Ridgeland together uh, last spring for WHHI. That took the place of the Canadian Open, and Joseph has been with WHHI ever since, um, doing great things for the news programming, you know, going out and about with uh, with the interviews that, that we get, and uh, the the tag team of Jeremy and Maria and Joseph, those those three, and, and certainly a few others as well along the mix, um, have been great. Great to have both those guys with us here today. Might get them to, to say a few words on air before, uh, before the show ends. But we've got a lot to get into here in uh, the course of events. Uh, want to start off with a personal note. Um, today being National Cerebral Palsy Awareness Day. And yes, you won't be able to tell because this is just audio, but I am in my green for National Cerebral Palsy Awareness Day. It's, it's amazing the, um, I, I don't want to say the word ability, but it's amazing to see the strides that have been made towards awareness for this disorder. Um, it is a disorder that I've lived with my entire life, uh, thirty, just over 34 years now. Certainly know a lot of other people um, that have lived with it as well. And uh, very proud of all of the work that has been put in to just that, having awareness for cerebral palsy. Um, To me, I I don't mean to get too emotional, but I I occasionally do when talking about this because it's certainly made me who I am. Um, it's, it's It's honestly been a gift for me to see the world a little bit differently in certain aspects and uh, so on this on this day, certainly glad to be recording the show. And uh, in the green, I actually have a couple of layers of green on. I have my green Nike golf shirt on and then going with the green golf socks. So thanks uh, to everybody for their support of Cerebral Palsy, certainly. And um, just wanted to open the show with that. On a much lighter note, 
want to get into the madness. Heavens to Betsy, golly gee, whatever you want to say, this has been the craziest year that I can remember of March Madness. If I had a copy of my bracket right now, it would be in the trash because my bracket is just that. I only have one final four team left, and that's the Purdue Boilermakers. Yesterday, Gonzaga goes down, and the other number one that went down was Arizona. I had both those teams in the final four, as I've talked about on Facebook Live. And so it's just, it's been crazy. And the scenarios that could be set up because of the craziness are pretty cool. We could see a Duke-North Carolina Final Four game next Saturday. It's a possibility. Obviously, Duke has played a lot better since losing the ACC championship game to Virginia Tech, in which Virginia Tech just blitzed them out of the building in the second half. You go back to the final game at Cameron Indoor, where they ended up playing North Carolina, and North Carolina just blew them out of the water as well. Duke's playing with a very cohesive unit. They're making shots. They're playing for each other. They're playing for Coach K. They're playing for Durham, and it's just been awesome to see. Um, Very surprising to see Houston with a big win over Arizona. Very surprising to see action tonight between Iowa State and Miami. That's an 11-10 seed matching up tonight in, uh, in some action on TBS. Kevin Harlan and company with the call of that. Kansas has a great chance to make it to the Final Four. If I had to reseed things the way they look at the moment, my Final Four would certainly look like this with, uh, with Duke representing things on the left side of the bracket. Going to stay with Purdue in the east, the other uh, part of the left side of the bracket. And on the right side of the bracket, I would go certainly with uh, Villanova and then Kansas to match up. And we will know exactly how things are going to shake out by the end of this weekend in terms of who will be in the Final Four. Game times tomorrow, uh, 6.09 and 8.49 on TBS. And then typically game times on Sunday are around 2 o'clock or 2.20 and about 5 o'clock for the Sunday Elite Eight games. And then again, 6 o'clock and 8.40-ish for next Saturday night being the Final Four. And then on Monday, uh, April the 4th, is the national championship game. Really going to be interesting to see what happens. Again, the bracket's toast, but congrats to some of those lower-seeded teams. St. Peter's has just been on fire. I've, I've made the joke that everybody of faith outside of the state of Kentucky has got to be rooting for St. Peter's because they beat Kentucky and they beat Murray State, both in the state of Kentucky. I don't know if they can beat Purdue. Purdue is so talented Inside, outside, they've got length. They can they can do a lot of things, so that should be a, a really good game, which actually is about ready to get started here in just a little bit. Um, so there's there's that going on in the madness. It's It's been wild. It's been crazy. There have been times where I've wanted to pull my hair out. There have been times where I've been jumping with jubilation. It's uh, It's been nuts. Last night I stayed up till 1245 to catch the end of that Duke game against Arkansas and then, you know, saw a little bit 
towards the end of the uh, Houston-Arizona game, which was incredible as well. So that's really what I wanted to dive into full bore here with the opening monologue. Again, the one-year anniversary of this show. Kevin and I kind of came up with the idea and then tried to figure out some, some ways to get it going, whether it was at his place or mine. Obviously, we're, we're doing a little bit of both, and, and we were talking to Joseph and Austin earlier about the consistency of letting people know when it's on and being consistent with recording and that type of thing, and we're keeping it to a Friday and Saturday thing. We just started with the Fridays here recently. Um, definitely a lot easier for Kevin and I to record, whether it's at my place or his, uh, during the weekend once the, the work week is fully out of the way. So we definitely wanted to keep that for you guys. And uh, thanks so much for listening and, and being a part of it. It has been tremendous to, uh, to provide entertainment for you guys. You know, certainly we, we love talking sports, but we've talked other things too. We've had one guest on, my, my good old buddy Matt Brubaker from back in the 419 of Ashland County in Ashland, Ohio. We went to college together. We've got other guests on the way. I've, I have a professor that Matt and I both took a couple of classes from that's going to want to get on and, uh, and talk about some books that he's been writing, have certainly other people that we've worked with and, uh, and the like that want to get on. So there will be more guests coming and uh, lots more ahead as we are just now in our 18th episode of the show. Tell you what going to tease it just a little bit what we've got coming up the rest of the way MLB season it's full bore free agency has been nuts baseball is back my Cleveland Guardians are going to be getting rolling on April the 8th it's it's crazy the moves that have been made in in uh, Major League Baseball speaking of crazy moves the NFL season and the NFL season being the offseason holy cow The moves that have been made there. Finally, we have the answers to where in the world will all these quarterbacks go. Kevin and I will talk that. We're going to talk baseball. We're going to talk certainly some uh, some NBA. Big things happening with the mask or the uh, vaccine mandate. And uh, Kyrie, welcome back to full time playing hoops. So all this, we will definitely get into some. Food or drink discussion, I'm sure, as we always do. We've never had an episode without it. All that and more straight ahead. Kevin joins me right after this. Segment two on the way from the dude pad on the island. Next. All of us love sports, but not all sports are created equal. College sports have big budgets, dedicated alumni networks, and corporate sponsorships. Professional sports have even deeper pockets. Millionaire owners, lucrative TV and radio deals, and merchandise sales. High school sports have you. Everyone agrees, high school sports give us plenty of reasons to cheer. And now's a great time for us to give back. Supporting your hometown high school won't cost you much but it will go a long way to ensuring the games we love the most are here to stay. South Carolina High School Sports. They're good for our kids, good for our community, and best of all, they're good for you. 
This message presented by the South Carolina High School League and the South Carolina Athletic Administrators Association. Welcome back into the Marcus Wall Show. Ah, I love those levels like that. Marcus and Kevin back with you. About ready to start segment numero dos. And uh, before we do that, certainly want to uh, mention something I forgot to hit in segment one. And that is that the NIT semis and final are planning on leaving Madison Square Garden. It's been in New York for the longest time um, that I can remember. And yes. I don't... I don't know of the location. Yes, that's that's Kevin in the background uh, doing his best Marv Albert. Hope uh, hope Marv's enjoying retirement. Yes. <laughs> and uh, so who knows what's going to be up for the NIT. Kevin has told me that I certainly am the, I want to make sure I get the analogy right, I'm the rich man's Kevin Harlan. Is that what you have called me? Yes. And Let me get that one then. Yes. There you go. And Kevin Harlan is doing the Kansas-Providence game, and then following that, the Iowa State-Miami game. I and Eagle and company have uh, the game that's going on right now between St. Peter's and Purdue, and then later on a dynamite matchup that had Dickie V. I, I literally know this because I – Saw his Twitter update about chills all over his body when you think of North Carolina and UCLA, two literal blue bloods of the sport. So that's certainly a lot of fun. Give us some Dickie V. I can't be without it. Oh, I tell you what, man. This March Madness has been absolutely awesome, baby, with a capital A. Thanks for pleasing the audience. Absolutely. And and in all seriousness, so glad that uh, Dickie V is doing well been following him for years and and for years on social media big fan and uh he certainly makes following college basketball a heck of a lot of fun real quick i know you said you haven't seen much or any of the tournament at all but just just your initial thoughts of of what's going on jersey city sweet hats who knew i like the upsets they're fun um we knew kentucky when they weren't going to get the kid uh, they were a 15 seed before they started winning. So having them lose as a four, I thought would have been more reasonable than having them go out as a one. Uh, that was the biggest upset I think I saw. And then who knew about Gonzaga? And everyone's tournament's busted. I, I can't wait to see who had the perfect bracket because this one's been nuts. And I tell you what, I mentioned it in the open um, or in my first segment, the monologue. Iowa State and Miami, you're looking at an 11 and a 10 seed. In particularly Iowa State, they won two games last year. Two. And this year, they have a chance to crack the code to get to the Elite Eight. Something special. I think Miami's going to win that game, though. As I predicted them to beat Wisconsin, they did. I predicted them to lose to Auburn. Well, they beat them, too. Easy to beat a team when you uh, outscore them in fast break points, 22 to nothing into the second half. Auburn just did not play well last week. I have a cracked corn. I know I care. And uh, I'd like to see some, you know, country boys come out and maybe take on those big, long kids from Miami. Why not? Cultra, kid. Let's see what happens. Country boys versus city kids. Madness. At its finest, that's for sure. The sport that you and I most definitely love, and we've talked about it on the show so far this year, 
and it's been pretty dire, pretty dim. Any any frustrating word you want to talk about is the game of baseball. And Kevin, we are back. Your Red Sox are back in action. My Guardians are back in action. Thank goodness they're still in Cleveland. They didn't move to Nashville. I would love to go to Nashville to try some hot chicken, visit the Grand Ole Opry, but I want my baseball team still to be in the CLE, the 216. Baby, let's roll. Tell you what, there have been moves aplenty so far in this baseball season. What have been some that have really intrigued you the most? Especially, uh, I have a feeling one's going to be from from your Red Sox. Oh, we'll get there. What do you think about Corey Seager as the new A-Rod? That's, that is an interesting comp, and Corey Seager has been tremendous throughout his career. I'm still kind of catching up with some of the moves that have been made, but the pitching has just been tremendous, certainly, um, and the pitching moves have been tremendous, but Seager over to Texas, certainly crazy. The, the one that I just, my jaw dropped, obviously Freddie Freeman to uh to the Dodgers, Trevor Story to Boston. We'll, we'll get there, certainly. The one that just made my jaw drop was Chris Bryant to the Colorado Rockies. He's going to be playing there a while. Other big moves. No, no, no. Let me say it. Yeah. Why are they smoking in Colorado? To have Nolan Arenado trade him and then pay all this money for Bryant, I'll say, it. what are you smoking out there? You guys, it's crazy. Uh, I, I don't know. It's, it's nuts. Um, Texas really has been huge in this movement. Simeon going to Texas from Toronto. Um, down the list a little bit. John Gray going from Colorado to Texas. Uh, lots, of, lots of moves there. Again, you guys get story. I'm waiting for the Guardians to do something. I'm hoping that Michael Conforto, and I've talked to my brother about this, I'm hoping Michael Conforto can sign you know a one-year or two-year deal with the Guardians, have him out there in left field. Um, going to be very interesting because the Guardians are very close to being a fringe contender for a playoff spot. Robbie Ray going to Seattle. Seattle made a lot of moves too. Um, that, that was a big one. Atlanta, you know, trying to slightly retool off the World Series win. And Carlos Correa, another one. Thank you, Kev, for the assist. He goes from the AL West in Houston to the Minnesota Twinkies. And I tell you what, that that division, the AL Central, looks pretty daggone stacked. Kevin Gosman could possibly help out Toronto. How, how do you size up the uh, the East? It's going to be going to be really interesting. Do you think you guys have the uh, the team to win it? No. Love my Red Sox. I mean, it's great. We're trying to get Trevor Story at second base before he eventually takes over shortstop because we're not going to sign Xander. So we're a year ahead of the Xander contract. Uh, I'm delighted to see a really athletic second baseman, probably the most athletic since Pedroia. Pedroia the destroyer for folks who know him. Uh, I'm, I'm delighted to have a good, a good real thing middle infield. Um, I don't want to get lost in the fact that it's really important to understand what it is to love and to lose. And we almost lost baseball. Marcus, in ni- we were kids. I was nine. You were six. When the strike happened? The, the strike of 94, 95, yeah. And to love something Six, as seven. much as I know I loved baseball in that time, wearing the glove to bed, all that, and then to lose it for a whole a whole summer, a whole summer where I'm watching basketball highlights. Anywho, 
it's back, kids. And, and the the fact too of the matter is, just a couple of years ago, we had a sixty game season, and you know, I was I was thinking this could very well be another big time strike. And then I got the text from my brother, it's back. Like a, a day later, I'm like, what? And and so I tell you what, it it just feels good to have it back. Feels feels great to be listening to it. I've been in TV. I've been in radio. Baseball is meant for the theater of the mind. It is best heard with a very specific, very um, much the eyes of the fan play-by-play guy, which I, of course, have have tried to be, even though I'm doing television uh, very much predominantly now. Still try to be that because you never know who's going to be watching or listening to a game for the first time. Could be a 5-year-old, could be a 75-year-old. You just don't know. You called the entire football season with Daniel Court, and the best compliment he gave you was... Man, was that fun. He's great. And one of the many things he said to you was, on the play that got called back, what a call. Because you... And you told me this. You called it like a radio broadcast for anyone... There might be a blind person listening, or for a kid. Glide to the stride, dip to the hip, and they were off, baby. Chuck Zapek, we salute you, my friend. And uh, certainly calling basketball with you has been... Had been a treat, and uh, and we will certainly do more of that. While I'm thinking of it, um, shameless plug, but a but a plug nonetheless. This week I will be at WHHI talking about this very show, the Marcus Wall Show on Talk of the Town. So uh, check that out as soon as it comes out. It'll be very soon, within the next few days. And thank you, Jessa Jeremiah. For Absolutely. Us on with uh, the Carolina women. Yes, indeed, Jessa was was tremendous. To uh, to mention us, and I uh, I'm almost positive I will be talking with Robin Zimmerman on Talk of the Town on Tuesday at 10 a.m. For that, it's going to be great. I've I've had a chance to be interviewed both by uh, Jessa and Robin on various things going on with WHHI in terms of sports coverage, of course, um, getting Bluffton Chamber Young Professionals out in the mix as well into the public, and uh, Natalie Jones or whomever within uh, BCYP will be joining me soon to talk more about that as well. Um, have a big concert coming up next week with the Hilton Head Choral Society and uh, then the Mary Green Chorale Just for Fun concert May 10th. Going to be singing with uh, the St. Luke's Church Choir on the south end of the island next Sunday for the 10 o'clock service as the fifth week of Lent rolls around. Just thought I would plug those events as well um it's a little early but it piques my interest getting back into baseball i'm gonna have to think about it a little bit for my prediction and i will have a full prediction coming up in april when i usually do do you happen to have an early world series prediction no i wasn't sure if if you might or might not at at this point the yankees well, you could say Seattle, you could say Boston, you could say Toronto. You tell could, you I could, see. you could say the Yankees if you wanted to, but I know you don't. Well, tell me why I would say Seattle. Well, they're Felix Hernandez not isn't bad. walking through that door, and, and he's not. It's true. Re- realistically, I think the AL East has a really good chance to have yeah a, a team get there. I'm scared there. of the Blue Jays. I'm scared of a lot of strange teams. Um, the Orioles are terrible. They're like the Jets. <laughs> 
But yeah, unfortunately, you're correct. But the Yankees spend money. That gets annoying. The Blue Jays are, are extremely young. I mean, look at Vlad Guerrero Jr. Uh, uh, I mean, I just Dante Bichette. Like, yeah, I just get scared of their lineup. And in the NL, it looks like the East has the upper hand as well. I mean, you you look at the West of both teams. You've got Seattle. You've you've got maybe Texas still with a fighting chance. And then in the NL West, you've got the Dodgers getting a great player, a tremendous player in Freddie Freeman, and obviously Clayton Kershaw coming back. And you'll recall that last year my preseason World Series pick was Dodgers-Yanks. But that that NL East, Atlanta, Washington, uh, certainly the New York Mets, you had the Mets in the Super and the uh, Super Bowl. Gee, many Christmas! You had the Mets in the World Series. Yeah, they didn't make either one. Uh, no, <laughs> and, and you had Minnesota joining them, um, as well, as memory calls. And Minnesota's money. making mo- making money and spending money too. Byron Buxton, baby, believe. As long as that guy can stay healthy, he can fly like the wind. He reminds me of Andrew Jones yep. and Kenny Lofton. With his ability to just fly like the wind, leap. Joseph Keith's been known to do it. With uh, with some backflips and whatnot, and, and he's pointing at Austin. Austin's a a backflipper too, huh? So um, nothing just radio like you know visual imagery. That, that's <laughs> yeah, right. Exactly. That's that's right. So you know all the athletes of these teams. Making it really incredible. I, I'm thinking that either the West or the East is going to we- be where a lot of these big market teams shine coming in through the season and into the playoffs. Hey, Marcus, does baseball have a Yo. salary cap? Is there a salary cap in baseball? Uh, I believe there is, yeah. Oh, there's a luxury tax. Is there's there a, a, lu- a luxury tax. Is there a salary cap? It's like a hard cap where you can't spend any more. Right, and... and I'm just trying to say the rich get richer. Where's the yeah. money? It's on the coast. It's, Why is right. L.A. good? Why are the Yankees good? It's where the money is. Yeah. Boston is involved in that, too, with the the water there as I well. I love that dirty water. And apologies for not mentioning the Gulf water, which, of course, is Texas. All that money they spent on Corey Sega. Yes. The new A-Rod. Absolutely. Um, it's fun. It's back. back. again. Again, we're going to have our – preseason picks right before the start of the season. So probably the next edition of the Marcus Walsh Show will be, I don't want to say entirely dedicated to baseball, but that's definitely going to be the main focus for sure. Oh, by the way, as I had said before, the NFL and free agency, where in the world is everybody going? We have answers. We'll give them to you. Segment three, dedicated to the NFL, and the NBA season is coming up on a close two. The Memphis Grizzlies playing a little bit of b-ball and a little bit of jazz, maybe swinging in a little bit of rock and roll with the king. Thank you very much. And and all of that as well. It's all to come in our next segment of the Marcus Well Show, right after you hear this. Today's episode of the Marcus Wolf Show is brought to you by Dickie V's Vitality Supplement. Hey, you want to get the Dickie V in you? I was born in the low country. 
about ready to start segment three here of the Marcus Wall Show. Going to do a little switchy-roo, a little, a little flip to the flop, and uh, Joseph Keith and Austin Mullinex joining me now. I'll get back to talk more with Kevin here shortly, but I want to pick your guys' brains a little bit, certainly welcome you to uh, to the Dude Pad and, and to the Marcus Walsh Show. Um, want to first talk about just the idea that you guys had to create a podcast. I know it's something that you and I, Joseph, have been talking about uh, at length at times around the station for, for quite some time, so Tell everybody what you're uh, looking to do with the podcast and uh, when when it's going to be getting rolling. Yeah, um, of course, thank you for having us on the podcast. Absolutely. Um, me and a couple friends have always debated the idea of doing a podcast, and uh, I'm a very uh, hobby-driven person, and so I think what we're going to get into in a little bit is me running, but I knew that once I was done running, I would need a new hobby and so making a podcast was an idea that we were throwing around because, uh, you know, it's fun to just sit and talk with all of our friends. And it would be really interesting to write and kind of format our, our conversations and have it feel like people are sitting with us and just talking, you know. Let's just say we have a lot of time on our hands. <laughs> yeah. Yes. This, this is a format, too, with long form that we've been talking about during the break. Um, and, and during breaks of this show that is really something that continues in style. It never goes out of style. I've talked about it uh, off the air and on the air. Mike Greenberg is the best that I've ever seen do it within the years that I've been watching sports television um, with all the things that he's done with ESPN, and he's just supremely talented Went to one of the great journalism and media schools in the country, Northwestern. And um, so we all have those inspirations as well. Um, you know, I, I think of, you know, around the area of where Kevin grew up, there are some great folks in New York, Boston, that uh, that continue to do it in various ways, TV, radio, uh, etc., long form, more of the standard sports talk those types of things. It's just, it's great to see it out in the, in the public eye or hear it out in the public eye through whoever would like to do it. And uh, I, I salute you guys both for, uh, for getting after it for sure. Speaking of getting after it, I had heard, and, and you mentioned it a second ago, Joseph, about running a marathon last weekend, right? Yep, yep. Yeah, so... I, uh, I've always hated running, <laughs> always hated running. So I, for whatever reason, I just couldn't sleep one night, just wanted to know what would it be like to run a marathon? How brutal could it possibly be? And, uh, you know, just thought about it, couldn't sleep. The next morning we filmed Talk of the Town, one of the shows at WHHI that I filmed, and, of course, we had a cross-country coach come in for one of the local schools. So I was like, oh, oh, great. Well, now I have somebody to ask all these questions to that I literally couldn't fall asleep last night. But also, I'm going to have to do it now, aren't I? You know? Like, now I have to do it. So I really, on the way home from the TV station, I stopped at a running company and bought running shoes. And that day started running. And that was about five months ago. So 
I finished the marathon. I did it. I will probably not do another one for a long, long time. <laughs> um, my, I probably will do one more. My my mother ran uh, half, and I would really like to do another marathon at the age that she's at right now and beat the time that I just did. I'm 21, by the way, so that would be pretty tough, but I like to challenge myself. So Awesome. Talk, talk to us, and I mentioned it earlier that – the first on location that you had ever done was at the golf course in Ridgeland uh, doing the Congaree tournament, which was in the place of the uh, PGA Canadian Open, and, and we happened to work together. Talk a little bit about you know the experience that you've had coming up on one year with the station, what you've been doing with football and basketball, and then certainly editing shows down uh, – certainly working on the production level of all the shows that are going on uh, with WHHI, and you're there predominantly in the station Mondays and Tuesdays, uh, along with yours truly. Um, so talk a little bit about your experience with that as well. Yeah, the uh, the Congaree was great. It was like a – it was an awesome first experience. I'd never even been to like a golf tournament. And, uh, I mean, me and my friends, we'll – go into places and not pay and just sneak in. And it was like a sense of, uh, oh, I'm actually supposed to be here. I'm allowed to be here. was uh, just really funny for me. Um, but, yeah, I mean, since I worked at the TV station, I've improved so much with my video skills and really working in a full production. I, I made YouTube videos from the age of, like, 12 or 13 and just did everything myself. So... Seeing what a full production is like has made me so, so much better. But I think that the main thing for me working at the station is just meeting new people. Uh, I grew up homeschooled, and so being able to meet new people and interesting people that we have come in and interview that are super open and seeing how the, um, the interviewers are able to talk to these guests that they don't know has, like, really helped me grow as a person I feel like so that's my biggest thing that I've gained from working at the TV station do want to mention and I, I forgot to earlier that uh that tournament that was in association with Congaree was the Palmetto Championship again taking the place of the Canadian Open Austin I want to turn to you now and uh certainly get a little bit of your background um Certainly, the ideas that you guys have for this podcast sound terrific. Tell us a little bit about you. So, I started um, lifting weights at a young age, um, as some kids do. Um, and that was basically my entire life. I eat, sleep, train, and did that for about four years. And screwed my wrist up. And everyone that I knew around me did some flips. So I was like, why not? I have no wrist. I have a cast on now. I have legs. So might as well use them and jump and do flips, I guess. Um, thought it was interesting. Um, and then I got pretty good at it because I was pretty strong. Um, and I didn't really care about the bodily uh, injuries. Um so I said screw it, and then I and then I got introduced to social media, um, a little bit more so marketing, 
um, and got really interested in that. It wasn't really the flips that interested me so much as why people were so interested in what I was doing. It wasn't the, um, the act that I was doing. It was the concept of getting people to be entertained by it. So the reason why I started doing social media and doing flips was basically because I had so much time on my hand and I couldn't use it doing the things that I was used to doing, which you can't, you have to replace it. Um, and I replaced it with doing flips. And then I found the love for marketing and learning about people. So it, it interests me joining the podcast is because it's such a hard um, area to actually get um, people to be entertained by because it's long format. Everyone is entertained by short things, short format things only now. So when people actually sit down and listen to a long format podcast, that interests me because not many people are able to do so. So if you're able to pee, I mean, get a person to sit down and listen to you for a full hour, that interests me to a very high extent because no one has the attention span of an hour now. No one can pay attention for an hour. So if you can do that, that is one of the most impressive things in the 21st century. It's just, it's not... It's not. It's nothing about. Um, it's about having people entertained for a long period, not entertaining people. If that makes any sense. It it makes perfect sense. Absolutely. I mention this every show, and I I mentioned it in the open that we'd probably get into it. I figure I'm going to uh, mention it right now. Pick these guys' brains. Um, your favorite restaurant in the Low Country, Austin. We'll start with you. Well, my favorite restaurant, I would say the most consistent place that I've ever been would be Moe's. The reason is <laughs> is fire be- away. Yep. <laughs> the reason is not the food. Oh. It is more so. Um, I worked there for a long period, and I got. I used to go there every single Monday. It would be the experience of it. It would be like, it'd be cheaper, and also it'd be either Friday night pizza or going to Moe's on Monday night. So it was an event thing. So that's why it's my favorite restaurant because of the event that it brings. Joseph? Gosh. (laughs) I, I guess it depends how hungry I am because I I eat a lot. But if I'm – I think my favorite place right now, if I'm not super hungry, is Tropical Smoothie. I just love smoothies. I actually pr- kind of prefer to make my own smoothies at this point. Um, but yeah, Tropical Smoothie is like the only place I can think of. They have this uh, like chicken wrap. That is unbelievable. So, that's my answer. I can roll an amazing burrito, too. So, that's why. (laughs) I am a... Well, not quite as much as I used to be. But still, for the most part, kind of a bottomless pit kind of guy. Um, But I I love One Hot Mamas. Uh, Both locations on Hilton Head and Bluffton are tremendous. Um... Jim and Nixon Bluffton's really good too in terms of the barbecue. There's there's a lot of just really good food. It's it's easy and convenient for me to just 
walk a couple of minutes that way and uh this is this is audio you guys can't see that but i just walked throughout the beach and tennis and i get to the convention center coconuts is great you have you have another answer have, don't you i have the real answer i have the answer for when i'm hungry alvin ords oh. unbelievable alvin ords the, shout the out best, the best sandwich i ever had in my entire life i walked in there and i would always get the reuben and i walked in the bluffton location and I told her, I don't care what's on it, just surprise me. And she's like, okay, I'm going to give you something that's not on the menu. So this lady gave me something that wasn't on the menu. I don't know what, I forgot what was in it. I can't order it again. And it was the best <laughs> sandwich I ever had in my whole life. Well, what I tend to do with those types of things, and if I'm creating something at the restaurant in terms of like a burger or whatever, I tend to jot that stuff down on my phone. Alvin Ords, check them out, both the Beaufort and Bluffton locations. And and a very a very good uh, mention that uh, Alvin Ords is owned by one Eric Lundy. Um, does does great stuff over there in Bluffton, happens to be the neighbor of my mom and dad, and uh, just all around great guy for sure. Um, guys Thanks so much for for hopping on for a few minutes, talking a little bit behind the the madness. Have have you guys thought of a name for uh, for the podcast yet? Hate to hate to put you on the spot, but we're 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 discussing. Okay, we we had it. This is the main discussion. This is as far as we got with the podcast discussion. Is what is the name? And I think that the name that we've come to is. Either the Home Slice podcast or the Home Slice experience, yeah. but Home Slice is going to be in it. I think uh, the Home Slice experience is yeah. is definitely something that's uh, <laughs> very creative, very a little bit eccentric, but it's it's definitely unique as well. I like it. Austin, great talking to you. Thanks for hopping on. Thank you for having me. And Absolutely. This was an amazing experience. I don't think you understand how difficult this man's job is. And just just keep listening. That's all I have to say. Appreciate it. Joseph, thank you so much, my man. That's uh, Joseph Keith and Austin Mullinex. Kevin rejoins me for the final two segments. So again, we're talking NFL. Where do they go? Where do the, the uh, dominoes fall? A lot of crazy moves. NBA, and then we're going to reminisce on the one-year anniversary of this show coming up straight ahead. The Marcus Wall Show continues right after these messages. The song Born in the Low Country is from the album Born in the Low Country by Jevin Daly. It's available everywhere good music is sold. Jevin's sweet tunes radiate from atop Captain Woody's in Bluffton every Thursday night. Depending on your love of music relative to electricity, look out for his bands Low Country Boil and Silicone Sister. From kids' shows reminding us that sharks are our homies, to original music that that contemplates why Grandma bedazzles everything, that May River thing himself, Jevin Daly, is live music in the Low Country. Live performance updates are available everywhere social media is sold. Ask about the Hot Buns discount. A 
think about the old days time to time On the back eye in the speedo I teach my kid to read Welcome back into the Marcus Wall Show. We've got a couple of more segments left. Let's get into the NFL and this edition. It is fully updated of where in the world will everybody go. Nicely done. I'm trying to be bass like you, baby. Yeah, that's right. All about that bass. Yes. Just talked to Megan Trainer. Um, that's a great song, by the way. Agreed. So, my heavens. Jeepers Creepers, whatever you want to say, the moves in the NFL have been fast, they've been furious, they've been even more fast and furious than the moves in Major League Baseball. Goodness gracious, Kevin, I, I think we we came up with the Where in the World parody of Carmen San Diego talking about Aaron Rodgers, oh by the way, he's back, and his team does not quite look the same. There have been some wheelings, dealings, bakings, and shakings going on with the Green Bay Packers there at Lambeau Field, and that's just the tip of the humongous iceberg that has been free agency so far. This free agency period, it hasn't just been Chris. It's been Luda Chris. (laughs) Too fast, too furious. Too fast for y'all, man. I am that man he's talking about. It's been so fast. Uh, Teron Armstead, what do you think? Left tackle. Looks like some some injuries have have certainly hindered him a little bit. Um, I what what do you think? You're you're catching me a little bit off guard here. I'm pretty sure the Dolphins bought him. Okay. So we got a left tackle for Tua. And then they went out and got a receiver. What do you think about that kid they got, Tyreek? That that Hill. kid they got, Tyreek Hill, put up some big-time fantasy points for me, and he is, like, as fast as the speed of light. I mean, he can just blow by people. Obviously, that's an exaggeration, folks. But he can just absolutely blow by people. The main position outside of, you know, receivers that we've seen go to different teams Scatling is in Kansas City. We had just heard that Juju Smith-Schuster, sorry for your loss, by the way, Joseph, um, Pittsburgh Steeler fan, uh, Juju Smith-Schuster ended up going to Kansas City. He's going to be big taking over for Tyreek if he can you know, keep his wits about him, stay healthy, et cetera, et cetera. But the quarterback position, golly, so many quarterbacks in different scenarios Outside of the name Aaron Rodgers, and we were talking about Aaron Rodgers possibly, or at least I was, possibly going to Denver. They got a quarterback named Russell Wilson who's pretty good. Uh, Matt Ryan, I'm so happy that he was able to head to a contender. I don't blame him for wanting to get out of Atlanta. He is in Indianapolis. Look out for Indianapolis, folks. The Colts have a chance. The Atlanta Falcons ended up going to a non-contender uh, non-contending team. The Atlanta Falcons ended up getting Marcus Mariota. I actually kind of like it because he has the ability to move outside the pocket, create some things with his legs, improvise a little bit with the running backs that Atlanta has, and still 
getting a dwindling receiving core, but still have a couple of receivers there. They have a chance to make for hopefully around a 500 season the next few years until hopefully they get it right, whether it's in the draft or another young quarterback. So I like Mariota, who had signed a two-year deal as a bridge. It's it's an interesting move. Um, still, you know, interested in what some other teams are going to do. Mitchell Trubisky to Pittsburgh. Joseph, is Mitchell Trubisky the guy? Only only time will tell. I'm not I'm not gonna say. I'm personally not very excited about it, but my dad, who's also a Steelers fan, is very happy. So I hope he's right. <laughs> the the one move that on the field looks great. But off the field, and we won't discuss off the field, but off the field it's really interesting, is the move of Deshaun Watson going from Houston to Cleveland. And uh, that's, that's going to be mighty interesting. That whole division is going to be interesting to see what exactly happens with the scenario. Could this be kind of a make-it-or-break-it scenario for uh, Lamar Jackson, you know, Pittsburgh, how are things going to fare? Cincinnati, to me, still looking like the the winner of that division at the moment. Um, So many, even so many other things have happened. The Raiders getting richer with Devontae Adams going to join his former quarterback in college, Derek Carr, over at Fresno State. They are back on the same team in the same uniform working for the same goal to try to get Vegas to a championship at some point here soon. And that was another huge move that was made. Khalil Mack switching teams. Um, You look at some of the guys on defense. And, oh, by the way, there was a quarterback that retired not that long ago. How how long ago, Marcus? About 40 days ago. And what happened? took, Took a little bit of time to, you know, Scratch his head, say hi to the kids, say hi to his wife Giselle, and now he's back in the league. Tom Brady, unretiring. Wait, 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 wait. That guy who was wandering in this desert for 40 days and 40 nights yeah. with his family came back. He What's did. his name again? His name is Thomas Edward Brady. Wow. I believe that's his name. I'm going to have to You're right. check that. No, I okay. got you, buddy. It's good. Yeah, of course. Um. Yeah, you, you are the Pats fan, of course. You ever see the movie Ted? <laughs> yes, I have. It's hilarious. Uh, so Tom Brady is back, and it's going to be interesting to see what Tampa does. There's still a lot of guys in the draft at numerous positions that could do some things, and uh, it's going to be a wild ride, man. I I think right now, and it's way, way, way too early to talk Super Bowl picks, but I think the team that I'm most intrigued by at the moment in the AFC is actually the Buffalo Bills. And then, sorry to sorry to break your heart there. Um, and then in the NFC, good gosh, I want to say Green Bay, but I just I, I don't know. And maybe it's Tampa Bay. I Maybe it's L.A. again. I, I think, honestly, I'm most um, – impressed with LA at the moment and then Buffalo in the AFC it's just been it's been off the chain nuts I like the culture move for the Bills with Von Miller you're bringing in a champion 
I, I, I'm with you in terms of the A. The East is wide open. The whole league's wide open. I am very intrigued to see at the bottom of the quarterback carousel where people will land. Is Baker Baker, touchdown maker, a stata? And will Colin Kaepernick, five years out, get a gig? Yes, Baker is a starter, but I think the team selections that they have for him are extremely limited. I could see him with the way things are going in Seattle. Um, I could see him playing for Pete Carroll. That's a that's a rebuilding franchise right now. You're saying Drew's not a lock? I don't think he is. Um, uh, no, it, it actually wasn't bad. You like that one? It, it yeah. was not bad. Um, and I do not think that Colin Kaepernick will get a job. I, I think, again, taking all of the political and big headline talk out of it, I don't think he did himself a service by having that workout by himself and, you know, everybody wasn't able to show up. Well, they I, changed I'm, the location at the last minute. It wasn't right. very well coordinated or professional. And that's that's true, too. I'm just – there's so many things. I don't blame him for that last part, but I agree that's the limiting factor for him getting a job. Yeah, and – there are just so many things that, in my opinion, have gone wrong with with that whole situation, and it's really affected his his bottom line. Let's get back to talent. If you're Drew, yeah, all right, you're John Elway. Who do you want playing quarterback? Russell Wilson. Yeah. Okay. You're Pete Carroll. Who do you want playing quarterback? Caps on the table, and and Carroll's been talking about it. From a talents exclusively perspective, do you want Kaepernick? And then we'll lean into the quarterbacks like Baker Mayfield, who's available. Well, I, I would have to see a lot more from Colin Kaepernick. You know, if given a chance, than than what I've seen at at the moment. It's been a long time. It's been five years he's for him. Thirty two years old now. So he's still younger than I am. Um, but yeah, it's been it's been a long time. And so we'll just see. But I I'm not I'm not high on on the product. I'm, I'm sorry. The, who's the worst starting quarterback in football next year? Who's the worst starter? Who's going for zero wins to one win? Um The race would, is on. The race to the bottom is on, baby. Who you got? Well, I I would say they've gotten a little bit better, but I don't expect Jacksonville to do a whole heck of a lot. I mean, they're not going to be switching quarterbacks anytime soon because they've got Trevor Lawrence. Um, and, and you're broaching this topic and this question for the Colin Kaepernick side of things, I'm assuming, right? And Baker and any other quarterback. Yeah, I like I think Jacoby Brissett. I mean, Jacoby Brissett is a guy – Similar to, you know, I was talking about Marcus Mariota. I think he's a little bit better than Mariota, but he's a guy that can improvise, make things happen with his legs, that type of thing. Um, it's it's going to be interesting. We, we just know that the top-tier teams are getting the best players, obviously, because they've got the money and, and the resources to do that. And it's the NFL, with these moves that have been made, is getting very top-heavy. Mm-hmm. It's going to be interesting. I'm telling you, Buffalo right now would be my AFC Super Bowl contender. We got the whole year for Super Bowl picks. I want to know which team is setting up to be a stinker. 
It's free agent time, baby. Who's not spending money and who's looking to set it right up for zero wins? Let's go, Vegas. Well, I I don't know if there's going to be a full zero win team this year. Um, I'll I'll give you another one because you just never can count them out. The Detroit Lions, sorry Lions fans, are continuing to just be in the cellar. Tell me why the Houston Texans are good. And and the Houston Texans are another one, but I think they'll they'll win a game or two. Why? That's, that's, Why? I have no way, I, mean, I have no reason to believe that's that. That's obviously the team that my buddy Kevin was thinking of. They stink. They do stink, but I think they'll crack a game or two. How many did they win this season that just finished? Not enough many. I mean, <laughs> not enough many. <laughs> well, we had 18 games this year, so they had an extra game to lose. I just don't like the. Country. They won more than zero. Uh, this time they had. That's that's fair, and they didn't have Deshaun Watson that this past year either. I just think if any team is planning to stink, the three you mentioned are pretty bad. But one of them has Trevor Lawrence. Yeah, yeah. Houston easily is going to be the worst team in that division, among the worst teams in football. But will they win a game or two or three? I think there's a good chance. They uh, they won four. They won they went four and thirteen last year. That's not good at all. But I mean, I think they can do that again. We'll just have to wait and see. They're playing the Jags twice, and that's about the only team in their division they can beat. Yeah, maybe it's it's a new it's a new day. It's the dawn of a new era. You can't pick as, the, all right pick as Scar once said. Texan schedule. You can't pick either of the two Jaguars games. Who are they going to lose to? I would have to see the schedule. Pick any team in football. It's on the schedule. Who are they okay. going to lose to? <laughs> um, who would you pick? They're they're going to be the Texans. Who would you? Who would they're going to be? They're going to be doing a lot of losing. It's true. Um, I, I think I, I honestly think I I picked the Detroit Lions to possibly be worse again Do you think than, than the Texans. How about a team from New York that wears green? The Jets. The Jets are an intriguing pick as as well. For the garbage fire trophy of the and year? The, and the, let's go get a number one pick team of the year? And the New York Giants are another one as well just because we don't know what we're going to see with uh, with Saquon Barkley. What what's what's really going to be interesting is to see how all of these teams, especially the sellers, are affected by the draft in April, which we will definitely talk about when it when it comes time. Let's uh let's get into the NBA. Goodness gracious, great balls of fire! <laughs> the Memphis Grizzlies are the hottest team in the West, if not the hottest team in all of the NBA at this point. They're looking like they want to go for gold. The, uh, the standings look like this. The Suns at 60 and 14 are in first place. The Grizzlies at 51 and 23 are in second place. Golden State has fallen on hard times. They've lost some games. They still don't have quite a healthy uh, Draymond Green. They're running with some other issues and injuries as well. The Utah Jazz 45 and 28. The Dallas Mavericks 45 and 28. Denver Nuggets 43 and 31. The Minnesota Timberwolves are at 42 and 32, the Los Angeles Clippers 36 and 38, 
look out for the Pelicans because because it could happen that they get Zion Williamson back sooner than later. They're 31 and 42 for now. The Lakers with the same record in the 10th spot, and that ends the uh, top 10. Going to be interesting to see which one of those teams, Pelicans or Lakers, gets the upper edge through the playoff uh, play-in tournament into the playoffs. On to the Eastern Conference. Miami, 47-26. and 26. Milwaukee, 46-27. and 27. Philadelphia, 45-27. and 27. Problems there in Philadelphia already? Yeah, never know. Boston, 46-28. and 28. You've been to several Boston games in, in your day. Um, the Chicago Bulls are 42-31. and 31. Cleveland Cavaliers hanging on tightly to that sixth spot at 41-32. and 32. Toronto Raptors, 41-32. and 32. The Brooklyn Nets, 38-35. and 35. Might be able to make a run throughout the play-in tournament. Charlotte Hornets, 37-36. and 36. And Atlanta Hawks, 36-37. and 37. And that rounds out the top 10. Going to be very interesting to see what happens there. What are you looking forward to as a... Uh, we just have a couple of weeks left in the regular season heading into the playoffs. I love it. It's wide open. Not to be overly uh, topical for the day, but did you see the, the beef on the Miami Heat? That was quite a disagreement amongst uh, Eric Spolstra and a couple of players for sure. Jimmy Butler was one of them. And Udonis. Udonis and Udonis Haslam was the other. The old right. man. The old yeah. Who just keeps on keeping on? He's he's like Laurel and Hardy, just it's heat culture, baby. It's, yeah. it's Pat Riley. We're they're nasty. You know, you, you bite your enemies, but you bite your friends harder. Uh, I love it. I hate to be the guy that loves this kind of thing, but I love hard competition. I love people that care. If they're fighting, they care. Indifference in the game of basketball is, in my opinion, the biggest problem. Do the Lakers care? I'm not trying to be like cruel, well, but if there's one thing you could fix on the Lakers, would that be it? it? It could very well be. You've got the issue with Russell Westbrook. You've got injuries galore. LeBron James is playing his rear end off, all six foot eight, 250, 60 pounds of him, and the Lakers are still flirting towards the bottom spot of the play-in tournament right now. They may miss the play-in tournament altogether, which would be a sham, a travesty, and a mockery, a travesham mockery of things <laughs> to come in the NBA. Um, just craziness. And uh, so it's it's going to be very interesting to see. What do you think of your Celtics' chances to, to possibly make some stuff uh I love it, Marcus. I mean, my Celtics are on fire. I said on this podcast that I thought we should trade Marcus Smart. I am here to tell you, sir, I regret saying that. We uh, slung together a package for Derek White. I'm very happy to see good perimeter defense, good ball control. Uh, Robert Williams is playing out of his brain, and the swing bigs are doing just fine with our, our two Js. Look out for my Celtics in the playoffs. They can play defense. Going to end this segment with the question that I asked of, and I don't know if I've ever asked you this question on the show. Of course, it's food-related that I, I gave my opinion on, and I certainly asked Joseph and Austin, your favorite restaurant here in the Low Country. I've fallen in love with Frankie Bones. I've discovered you can get a really nice filet mignon, and I'm a big fan of that nice cut of meat with some, some veggies and some... Uh, you know, a little bit of mash. I'm Irish, like the mash. Also, the service standard, tremendously high. 
That said, I love me some most. They say what's up every time you walk in. Alan Nord's is delicious. They have a sandwich there. I, they, I, it's called the Salvation. It's a religious experience. It's not what you talked about. I have to do that. I have to walk in and say, feed me and see what happens. Recommendation to anyone that goes to restaurants. Walk in the door. Order off. You know, you know, if, if they like you, they'll spit it out. You know, be nice. Just say to the chef, feed me. This, the, see what, if you go to a restaurant where nothing's more than 25 bucks, tell the guy, the guy or girl back there, feed me. See what you get. This is also the guy, and you guys, I don't think, don't know that you, you, bleh, you guys don't know this, but this is the guy that ordered chicken wings bone in on a hamburger over at Street Meats. It was on the menu, guys. It was on the menu. <laughs> and, and I was like, holy smokes. We uh we watched the uh, Florida Georgia game that no, that, no, that day. I think well, was it was. I, I think it was. I that was LeBron's last game in Cleveland. No, I think we watched the Florida Georgia game. Right. Yeah, that and, actually does and had, had yeah. dinner. I I always go with the hot dogs and the the chili sauce and and had the uh, had the Guinness of course. And then Kevin orders this monstrosity of a hamburger. <laughs> <laughs> to be clear, pardon me with chicken wings on it. I took the chicken wing and bone. Off the burger before, yeah. yes. And I went to college. Wise, wise move. Just to be clear, uh, I didn't pick my teeth with it after, but that's because I'm classy. I went to college for economics. I bought the most calories per dollar on that menu, and I still feel good about it. Absolutely. That'll uh, that'll do it for this segment. Segment number three, our fourth segment four, because we added Joseph and Austin into the mix for segment three. Segment five. On the way, I think this is a record for the amount of segments we've had on the Marcus Walsh Show. Yes. We are going to do a little retrospective on the one-year anniversary coming up in just mere hours of uh, of this show. That is coming up straight ahead after you hear this. Marcus Walsh Show on a Friday night. Do it by Low Country from the album Saute is always fire. Low Country's music is available everywhere good music is sold. We salute you, Ty. Tyler Brown Multimedia TBMM Productions for all events Low Country. They create commercials, capture events, build audience, and deliver results. 843-715-1935. Back to the show. Certainly want to thank... Austin Mullinex and Joseph Keith for joining us here tonight. Get their perspective on uh, on their upcoming endeavors with the podcast and get more of a background on uh, on both of them. Again, I've worked with Joseph for almost a year now, and he's he's just tremendous, such great energy. And and Austin was was great too to have have that extra energy here and for them to soak it in and. Just to have that mindset for both those guys at such a young age. I mean, I go back to being 21 years old, and man, yeah, I didn't have it together such, like that. Such a different person now than I was 13 years ago, um, with without question. Yeah, I wasn't lifting weights and training. I wasn't running marathons. I wasn't as inspired and articulate as those young fellas. I was. I was singing in uh, in Europe. Spent spring break, turned 21 over in Salzburg, Austria. I was in Munich, Germany, uh, Munich, Germany Salzburg, Austria, and Vienna, Austria. But, I mean, I was still riding the college ride, you know, just getting introduced to life on my own and whatnot. But, wow, what what those two guys are putting together, it's 
something pretty dang special for sure. Um, want to talk, and I had mentioned this in the monologue and uh, a couple other times throughout the show, but certainly want to do a little retrospective and talking and certainly thanking you um, again for you know everything that you bring to the show. But what this show has been for the last year, it was actually conceived, and I guess you could say that while the first episode uh, took off from your place, the Bat Cave in, in Bluffton, the initial concept and the pilot that I think never really made it to air occurred here at, at the Dude Pad, as I, as I now call it. And I just coined it that within the last couple of days, figuring, you know, there are a bunch of changes that are going to be coming. We've got more guests coming um, and that type of thing. Might wanna, might wanna make a a, a name, a, a solidification of a name for uh, for the beach and tennis pad. So the dude pad it is for the Marcus Wall Show, not to be confused with the Bat Cave. And uh, again, just want to pick your brain on on what this last year has been like, you know, for you with with the show. It's been a lot of fun, Marcus. I never envisioned that it would it be has. like this. I, I never thought you'd take it this seriously or go this far with it. I came over thinking that, you know, I see this guy who's been doing these great calls on local sports, and I think you need more of a platform. And I mean that today as I did a year ago. I think you're brilliant. It's what the boys saw, which is you know how to just take the rails and and keep a, a long-form show going. I, I know that the guy who, John Byrne, he owns WHHI. He also owns the best sports talk radio station in South Carolina. And so a year ago, I said to myself, let's make a couple of these. Let's prove to these guys you can do long-form talk. And it turned into its own thing. And I really enjoy getting in my car, popping on Spotify, and listening to the Marcus Walsh Show. And my favorite thing, I've told you this, is the monologue. I like when you write out you talking to your audience. It's my favorite thing. Uh, it's become something special, Marcus. I'm delighted to be a part of it. I like seeing it evolve where we're having more people on, new perspectives, building the community. It's been a ride. Yeah, I mean, we've we've had my buddy Matt Brubaker from Ashland University, and uh, now back in Columbus, we've had him on. We had Joseph and Austin on today. Certainly want to thank Larry Jackamont, who's helped out behind the scenes. Want to thank Tyler Brown of Tyler Brown Multimedia. The music you hear on the Marcus Walsh Show, sorry to step on the line, but I'm like going to step on the line. <laughs> the music you hear on the Marcus Walsh Show is courtesy of Tyler Brown Multimedia, TBMM. Kevin, why don't you give him the number? 843-715-1935. Tyler, thanks for all you do. Hope all is uh, well. You, you were saying that he's down in Miami? Yeah, happy birthday, Ty. I, I don't know if I can tell you his age on air because he looks like he's still 20. But Tyler, yeah, I love your social media presence, bud, and uh, you're killing it. Can't wait for the new album. Should I, should I, you know, stop the tape or wind it back to a to a very funny moment within the show involving that state? Yeah, take that thing, rewind it back, because you got the beat to make the thing go. Make pop, a reference. Yeah. Pop. There you go. Welcome to Miami. I'm going to Miami. Uh, I couldn't do the Spanish. I still yeah. think I know it. Um, right. Hmm. It was fun. Bienvenidos. Ah, Miami. Ah, Miami. Yes. Bienvenidos a Miami. Tyler, thank you very much for uh, for everything you do. Again, we've got more guests that we want to have on and certainly uh, talk with them about sports, some, some stuff outside of sports, 
as well because we like to really mix it up, but a lot of sports-centric stuff for sure. I want to get your final four pick as of right now. I talked about mine. I want, I want to finalize the show with this just to see what you're thinking. My final four pick heading into the tournament was Gonzaga, Purdue, Arizona, and then Auburn. And I think right now, if I had to repick the final four, I'm going to go on the left side. I'm going to take from the top, Duke. And then I'm going to stay with Purdue. And I can't see the score of the game, but they were winning uh, moments ago. And then on the right side, I'm going to go with Kansas and Villanova. So pretty much going theoretical chalk. Um, at the moment, you feeling the same? Well, we're working hard right now through the Purdue versus the Sweet Kids. Yeah, St. Pete's the 15 seed Jersey City Kids. Right now, give me a score, Marcus. 59-57, St. Pete's. Um, give me St. Peter's in the final against Kansas, and uh, you can take the rest. You talking national championship? Why not? Wow. It could happen. St. Pete's from the left side and Kansas from the right. Give me them Jayhawks and give me them kids from Jersey City. Jersey, Jersey City, how do you do? How about it? Um, I think with that, that's going to put a, a bow and ribbon, and we're going to tie this thing up. The 18th edition of the Marcus Wall Show, and coming up on the one year as well. It's in the books. Filling it up with gladness and madness, going back to where it all began, from the Dude Pad. For Kevin Libby, Joseph Keith, Austin Molinex, Larry Jackamot, Tyler Brown, all of us that contribute with the Marcus Wall Show, thanks so much for making it a part of your day, your week, and uh, we will be back again soon to talk a whole lot more. This has been the one-year celebration. Some other things as well. It's been another edition of the Marcus Wall Show. So long, everybody. Work all in the wrist. Make it grown man, it's all on the bitch. Make me sound good. All things go to Chris. I can't.